What's going on, everybody? Year 2, Episode 12 of Pat's Interference. I'm Patrick Nolan. He's Patrick Brittman. Got a lot to cover tonight, especially reviewing last week's Auburn-LSU game and the fallout from that. Plus, we look ahead to next week's games. Got a full slate for you. It's going to be a fun one. Three top ten matchups. This is Pat's Interference. We're ready to go. Hey there, everybody. I'm having a great day. You're listening to Pat's Interference Podcast. I'm Patrick Brickman. He's Patrick Norwood. Couldn't feel better. Norwood, how are you doing? I'm doing great, man. You're you're bringing the you're bringing the heat tonight. I'm bringing the energy. It's going to get weird. Well, I'm just feeling good today. That's I'm good. Just, uh, I just had the family come down, and uh, my sister played in a volleyball game you're, in town. Dude, I saw the video you posted on Facebook. She's killer. Hey, she's you know, she's cold blooded, man. I got a great video of her getting a kill or a spike, whatever you want. She jumped up. To it's a kill. That's a kill. Hit it. Hit it. No, she's, you know, she's, well, she is kind of in charge of uh, carrying her two other brothers athletically. Um, we were okay athletes, but she's clearly the best in the family. So, sure. we, you know, we need her to, to carry the Brickman torch of Call her, dude, athletics. you just, you got to start calling her, like, Julia the Ripper or something, because she's a killer. Julia the son my dad always wanted. Wow. No, still feeling good. So then they came. They got me a. Uh, my parents got me a pair of Moscow Mule mugs because you know they wanted to feed my alcohol. I'm just kidding. Sure. Uh, they, I've just been wanting one of those. I got Batman socks. I got an ugly pair of Pokemon shorts for my sister. I got. They came bearing gifts too. That's. It's not your birthday even. No, but you know, we like each other. That's good. Plus they went, plus they went to TJ Maxx today, so that's oh, kind of what they saw. That was all from TJ Maxx. Um. So uh, you're good. High high point. High points about to start basketball. You just said. yeah. High point starts basketball practice Saturday, so we're gearing up for that. Getting a getting a couple cameras in, trying to get some drones going. We'll see how that goes. I don't know we if they'll let us. Need to get a segment, a weekly segment, uh, a just high point. We can, we need to get like a special song that plays while you give our <laughs> high point update. We could do our fight song. I'm supposed to know it, and I don't know it. Well, you'll learn it one day. And I, I really hope I really hope our AD doesn't hear this because I'm supposed. It probably to know took it. me a week to learn Bama's when I went, first went to Bama. So you're good. Oh, Just I think kidding. I learned, During orientation, they forced you to learn. I think I think Bama. my dad taught me Alabama's fight song. I think I learned DA Alabama when I was like six. <laughs> Well, if you don't know it before you go to Alabama, you will learn it during Bama Bounds. Let me tell yep. you. Okay. Um, All right, let's get right into it, man. Uh, week four recap: Florida, Tennessee. This game. I was in New York City last weekend. Uh, I left to go have dinner with my cousin, and when I left, Florida was up big at halftime. And I figured, all right, this one's done. Twenty-one three. Twenty-one. This one's done. And then I come, I you text me, and we were, we were texting about someone else, and I think it was Tom Herman, and you said, yeah, or the, you know, maybe he's going for the uh, you know something something job, maybe the Auburn job or the LSU job, and I was like, yeah, or the Tennessee job with the way that they're playing. And you were like, you were like, you were like, what are you talking about? And then I looked they're, at the score and I was like, them. good God, of they're course. Up, they're up 38-21. What are you talking about? Uh, yeah, it was, uh, I was watching this game. This is the only game to start with, by the way. I was watching this game with a number of Tennessee fans, uh, about six, and one Florida fan at Buffalo Wild Wings, and my wife, and two Alabama fans, um, and at halftime, 21-3, the Tennessee fans, some of them were parent age, and they went, they they left. All the Tennessee fans got up and left. They they did not want to sit there and, and not be able to be as mad as they wanted to be. You know, they wanted to yell, and they couldn't because they were in public. Then all of a sudden, I'm left with the Florida fan. Oh, no. <laughs> well, her world just comes crumbling down. Oh, it was, uh, oh, how things can turn awry. Oh, how quickly things can go out awry. I mean, they just... It was bad. Tennessee came back. I think they outscored them 35-7 yeah. after halftime. And- yeah, Dobbs, 319, four TDs, 80 rush yards. Uh, you know, I, I think a lot of it even when I go back and watch the replay, my dad and I were talking about it a little bit. You know, Tennessee had a lot of drops in that first half. A they lot did. of really Malone bad drops. Malone dropped probably three. One of them was in the end zone. They had to settle for, a, I think, a, a field goal. That's where they got their field goal in the first half, and they were they were dropping balls left and right. 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 Which is why his fifty percent completion percentage is is wildly misleading because yeah. he probably would have been up in the sixties if not for all the drops. Right. right. Um, career day from him, and here's the here's the big question coming from this: Did Tennessee win this game, or did Florida lose it? 
yes. <laughs> yes is the answer. Uh, no, I I mean it, seriously, it's it's a little it's a little odd because uh you know, yeah, it's easy to sit there and be like, oh, well, Florida lost it. Florida had that big lead and they blew it. Well, then you're kind of discrediting Tennessee, aren't you? I mean, that's a huge comeback brick. Look at a team that's made some really good second-half adjustments this season. You look at Tennessee. And now, Florida's offense was, was, was abysmal. I mean, abysmal, That especially the third quarter and the first half of the fourth until they started trying to come back. Right. They were, I mean, I'm talking like three yards in the third quarter bad. Something yeah. like that. I mean, it was awful yeah it did not look good it did not look good and it, it you know of course everybody starts firing all their coaches on twitter and everything too you know well, naturally I mean, I mean both coaches according to twitter should be fired um, <laughs> at some points yes yeah so it i don't know i i think i think it's a combination of both i don't know how if you're florida you let tennessee storm back in that game that's, that's just that's embarrassing pitiful. for them that's it's embarrassing <laughs> The, the the girl I was sitting with, the Florida fan, was just like, you know what, you know, I don't, I don't mind when we when we lose to, to Alabama. I don't mind when we lose to even FSU. But this, we can't lose to Tennessee. That's embarrassing. It is. But not quite as embarrassing anymore. Tennessee's looking pretty good. Are we back on that Tennessee train? Patrick, I never left it. Are we? The, I had I had uh. I had switched. I had, I'd, I'd moved to an aisle seat. I was on a window seat looking out and enjoying the view, and then I moved to the aisle seat. I moved back to my window seat. I just – I never – it wasn't – you know, after, actually I was more concerned after the Ohio game than anything. But yes, they they still had wins. Did I think they were going to beat Florida? No. I said that I thought that Florida was going to win pretty impressively, and I actually had that thought while I was walking through Brooklyn to go have dinner with my cousin. You're I thought, man, smart. I'm going to look pretty good on the podcast now. Nope. Thanks, I don't Florida. remember who I picked. Did I pick? I think I still picked, stuck with Tennessee at uh, home. Yeah, you picked Tennessee. You picked Tennessee. I think that was the one game we kind of differed on last week. Um, I, I don't – I just – ugh. I, All right. Well, how legitimate are they in the SEC, which I think has about right. three Well, and like, right I was, like I was saying, like I just – I never really left the train. I thought the App State game was kind of a fluke because it's a weird offense. I felt like they needed to sort of get in a rhythm, and then we would really see the Tennessee team that's you know playing. I think the big game for them is not going to be Alabama. I think their big game that they need to focus on is Texas A&M. Oh, yeah. Both the teams. week before they play Alabama. I think both teams play Texas A&M before they play each other, if I'm not mistaken. Or is Texas A&M? No, A&M, I think, is right after for Alabama. Yes, that's yeah. correct. That is correct. Um, because Texas A&M has a week off before they play Alabama as well. Texas A&M, we'll get into them in a minute. I am, I like them. I mean, I don't like them as a team, but I, I like what they're showing me, big time. Uh, we're going to move on to the other, really, ga- very much of an outlier. This game, this one is one that really sticks out to me when I look back at the full list of scores. Number eleven, Wisconsin goes into Michigan State, upset Sparty. Yeah, I'm calling it an upset. 30 to 6, 32 6. 30 to 6. Yeah, I don't know what it is about Michigan State in big games where they either come out and dominate and look really impressive when they win, or when they lose, they look so bad. They look so bad when they lose. Wisconsin's defense, though, and I, I was not even remotely, and I remember saying it, I, am not, I was not even remotely high on Wisconsin. I thought LSU was going to slaughter them week one. I thought it was going to be like a 42-7 kind of game. I think Their everybody defense, did. again, second year in a row, has proven me wrong. The, last year they were the number one defense, and Alabama's offense handled it. You know, they don't play. Well, they play some good offenses. I don't want to take that away from them. Um, right. They've got a very good defense. Top 10 level defense. Yeah, and their offense is not as inept like it was last season. Right, right. Um, yeah, no, I I just think that uh, you've got on here is Wisconsin a dark horse playoff threat? I don't think so. Look at the rest of their schedule. They've got to play Michigan. They've got to play Ohio State. I don't see them getting through both of those games. Well, no, but I I, I put that because I, I will call them dark horse. They need an upset. At least one upset. I don't think they're better than Ohio State and Michigan, but I'm no longer locking that as a win for both teams. Mm-hmm. After seeing what a good defense can do to any offense, I mean, you know, Michigan State had a great defense last year, and they slowed down 
Ohio State's offense enough to win. Well, I don't. I'm not predicting it. Ezekiel Elliott also ran the ball like what twice that game. But it's there. But it's there. The thought is now in my mind that Wisconsin can sneak into that championship I've just, game. I've got, I've got two rules. I don't bet on Big Ten teams early in the college football season, and I don't bet on Xavier during March Madness. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing Michigan State ever again. I picked them to win it all, and they lost in the first round last year. Uh, that was a fun Michigan episode. State, while we're sitting here on Michigan State, thank you, Michigan State, for not even remotely trying in the, in the, in the tournament. Um, or in the college football playoff. The defense had three interceptions and a fumble return touchdown. I just, I believe in big, I believe in good defenses to at least, I never count out a good, a team with a good defense. I just feel like every year, like, it's almost like the September Heisman. There's a September Big Ten team that everybody falls in love with that just completely craps the bet. I feel that way about the Big 12. Well, the Big 12 is a joke. I feel that way about the big... There's always like a, ooh, we love TCU, and then... Yeah. We'll look out for two, Baylor. Their two t- both of their best teams had really severe injuries, but still, yeah. I feel... I, I, I agree with you with there's a team that everyone jumps on, but um, I'm quicker to jump on a team with a good defense than with a good offense. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. This next you know, game... This, is, this isn't like West Virginia, and I'm jumping on them because Geno Smith is throwing for 700 yards again. This is the third episode in a row you've mentioned Geno Smith. What is going on with you? I that is it's just Are you it, just caught up in the perfect, moment of September and you you just the, get that that Wisconsin that sorry West Virginia team that season since we're still in the month of September that that West Virginia team specifically is the perfect example of don't jump on board an offensive team in September. Don't do it. It's or don't jump easy. on board of anything in September. Yes. To a, to a, to a point. This next um, game I don't want to spend too much time on. I really don't think there's a lot to talk about. Ole Miss absolutely dismantles Georgia. Um, I, I knew it was coming. I, I kind of did too. I don't think it's any secret that the West is better than the East as far as the SEC is concerned. Chad Kelly showing us Chad Kelly things. 282 yards, two TDs, 53 rush, rush yards, and a touch there as well. Um, he's, he's a player, man. Jacob Eason, the poor kid. Poor kid. You he's know, got no line. He, he doesn't. 44% of his passes were completed. Threw a pick. Uh, did he, I don't think he had any touchdowns, did he? I don't remember any. I think he had a buck 37 in the air, no touchdowns, and he was running for his life, and Nick Chubb couldn't open anything up. And it was just from beginning to end, they jumped. I had this game on the uh, the, the small box while I was watching the Alabama game, and it was just like, oh, Ole Miss scored again. And you kind of kept you know wondering, oh, well, they've done this the last couple weeks, and the other teams come back. But Georgia never even remotely showed it. No. No, Georgia was never but in they that were, game. They were the... Uh, I was saying it. Georgia was so being higher rated than Ole Miss going into that game, twelve to twenty three, was so mis. Georgia was the most misleading top fifteen team. That was. I mean, again, since what I saw them put up against Nichols was not feeling them. Uh, so, just the last takeaway is: yes, Ole Miss has two losses. Yes, they're almost certainly out of the playoff, but they're a good enough team. That's had a couple bad bounces go certain ways. They will still mess other teams up along the way in the playoffs. Look at ten, when they got to play Tennessee. Look when they got to play play and A and M. I think they win one of those games. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh, Michigan, Penn State. Don't want to spend too much time on this either. This is nothing new. Um. You you said you didn't expect a good Michigan win like this. Have you seen that Penn State team? I ex- I expected a, a good win. I didn't expect, and it was a thirty nine point difference, forty nine ten. But I that, again, I ask you, have you watched even, that Penn State team play this season? They're awful. They're awful. The score was still as mis even more. I mean, it, it felt like a seventy point win watching that game. It did. But I think it's a lot. It speaks a lot more to Penn State than it does Michigan, in my opinion. That job, I think, is going to be open. I, John I, Franklin's done. I don't know how. I don't know when that cycle ends, though, Brick. Honestly, I, I, because I, I just feel like we're doing the same thing with Penn State over and over again, and people are getting frustrated because they're saying, "Okay, well, that was, you know, what almost seven, eight years ago now." No, 
little less than that, five yeah. or six. But either way, I want to say 2011 is when they. Yeah, people. Five years ago at this point. People are getting super frustrated at Penn State. Look, they're just now having to deal with the repercussions of all that. You, it's really tough to come back. It's very understated how hard it is to come back from big scholarship reduction. Remember, their original penalty was huge, and then the NCAA backed off of it a little bit. But like, just look, and look at USC. It's been even longer, like eight years, and they're still not back to where they should be. Not even because close. it's so hard to pick up steam. You know, from a team that's very good to a team that goes to kind of good then bad, because of scholarship reductions. It's hard to pick that steam back up, and the coaches leave, and it's... Thank goodness we're Alabama fans is all I have to say. Thank goodness. Duke <laughs> and Coach K going down... I'm excited Notre... for this one. I'm go, excited go, for this game. Going up on Notre Dame 38-35. Coach K just going off. <laughs> Coach K. We're calling they, Coach K. We're crediting Coach K with this win. They, they had, he had all the backdoor cuts styled up. This is great for Mike Krzyzewski. Very low scoring, though. Only 38-35 in a Division One basketball game. Single 10 with low. a solid eight boards. Hey, I got it. You know, you got it. Greg Paula with 10 assists. Kyle Singler went off. Kyle Singler. Good Lord. <laughs> I, you know, the funny, the ironic thing to me, and I think I told you this, is the fact that uh, Brian Kelly said that all 22 jobs – uh, we're up for grabs on his football team. Ooh, can I go off on Brian Kelly? It's funny. Let me, please, first. Sure. It's funny he doesn't mention his own job being up for grabs. <laughs> you notice that? That he's saying all 22 jobs on the field are, yeah, bud, well, you're you're actually one of those jobs, so you might want to throw that in, and your whole staff, because this has been an embarrassingly underwhelming season for you so far. That's That's underselling it, dude. It's it's worse. Okay, so Brian, like you said, he throws his team under the bus, his entire team. He throws Deshaun Kaiser under the bus, who plays, again, very well in this game. And, yes, their defense is bad. And, yes, they've got a lot of positions on offense that aren't producing aside from the quarterback. But he throws the whole team under the bus, says it's the team's fault, doesn't put any blame on himself, and then fires another coach. Fires Brian Van Gorder, the defensive coordinator. Pick a side, dude. If you're blaming it on the team, blame it on the team. But what he should have just done is not said anything, said he was disappointed, and fired the coach. I, I hope his job's open. I was never a huge Brian Kelly fan. I think they just they put together a good run on a misleading season in 2012, and... Got just you know they got exposed him exposed the national him. championship. Yeah, I'm just you know I you know I like seeing Notre Dame flounder as much as they have been. Sure. Do you think he's fired? You think you think he's gone? I honestly, with that athletic department, I have no idea. I have no idea. They got tough games still to play. They still got to play Stanford. They still got to play some. Uh, who do they play? I think I think they're North going to Carolinas absolutely. And I don't think that Louisville's in there, but they've got some of the tougher end ACC teams. I think they're going to absolutely wallop USC this season. Well, USC's even more of a dumpster fight. That's what I'm saying. Is it will be the hardest fought pillow fight in college football this season? I like that hardest fought pillow fight. Um, another game. This is very similar to just talking about Brian Kelly perhaps being gone. What is going on in Oregon? I don't. I don't expect the. I, I don't consider those situations the same thing. Oregon went into the season knowing that it was a rebuilding year. Um, like Colorado. That Colorado team is good. I know, but stop. It's like stop. The... That Colorado team is good. That Colorado team was up big on Michigan earlier this season. They were. They were. It's still. It, it's still a barometer of of how you're not in your glory days when you. It's like. It's like. When you lose to a good Mississippi State team, even worse in my like, it's just like you. Yeah, they're good, but like we still don't. There's no reason for us to lose to them. Yeah, yeah. I I don't I call, know. I, mean, I Colorado, think Colorado. I think is America's team this year. I like seeing them be good. Don't get me wrong. I, I Purdue all the way. Uh, I think <laughs> that um, I think that Oregon's gotten too much Oregon. Does that make sense? That they've tried too hard to be gimmicky and cool instead yes. of just playing football? 
yes, the offense was fun for a while, and the jerseys were great, and Phil Knight, and the Nike, and the blah, 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 blah. Now you got to you listen, gotta back you it gotta up at some point. Team. Now you got to be a football team. You know, Mariota, your savior's gone. Uh, the flash and catching everybody off guard with the Michael James is gone. Now you are now you're just Oregon again. Now you're Oregon, and you got to get a defense. You got to be a football team and stop being this stop being this sexy new age thing with nothing. You know, eventually your quarterback's not going to be as good as Marcus Mariota. Vernon Adams was close-ish until he got hurt, and Dakota Prukop is. He's messy, bad footwork, can't, can't, not accurate. He's an okay starter, and that's you can't, you know, you're not gonna ride that wave of being a gimmicky team for 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 ten years. You're not gonna do it. Right. I uh, think that job could be open. I I don't know. I I still feel like it's it's a little. <sighs> it's early. It's early. But that's I'm jumping on the train it, of this is, it's is so a early to just say, oh well, he's done. I think this is the year where we might see a cataclysm of jobs open. I think it could be historic. When you look at Oregon, or sorry, I should start with LSU, and we'll get into them. LSU, Oregon, um, Notre Dame, USC, possibly Texas if, if they you know can't get it together again. He was already in the hot seat coming into the year. Auburn, tons of pro, high-profile jobs, might, like more than I've ever seen in an offseason. Could be right. fun. Could be fun to watch. Yeah. It, yeah. And the sexiest coach since Nick Saban named Tom Herman. Herman. Lane Kiffin. Hey, Lane Kiffin. I'm throwing I'm throwing the bank at him. I'm throwing the kitchen sink at Lane Kiffin. Did you <laughs> Alright. Saturday night uh, uh was one of the greatest comedies I've ever seen in college football. And that game was called the L S U Auburn game in Jordan Hare Stadium. Oh, it was so good. Did anyone want to win that game? Nobody wanted to win that game. No offense. Auburn scored a touchdown early, and from there it was three and Auburn outs. didn't have a touchdown. There was a play where LSU was finally getting a drive together, and um, and Danny Etling gets the snap, goes to hand it off to Leonard Fournette. The ball starts to slip out of his hand mid-handoff, falls to the ground while Leonard Fournette's running. Ball hits Leonard Fournette's foot, kicks about 18 yards forward. It yep. was essentially a punt. And Auburn's just like, thanks, bro. <laughs> it was it was the most, like, the entire time I, I kept texting you and just saying, this game is weird. I'm not sure why I'm still watching this game. This game is weird. It just, it, 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 no one wanted to win. It looked terrible on both sides. Les Miles gets it fired. It did, but it was a nice moral victory for Auburn. I have a lot of Auburn fans on Facebook, and they were very happy after that win. Moral victories are for Vanderbilt. All right, let's talk about Les Miles a little bit. Can I mention? Uh, can I quickly mention this oak tree? Um, God, sorry. do we have to? Do we have to I mention really these quickly, stupid trees? Really quickly. So the tree catches fire, right? One of their new oak trees that they've planted catches fire and like is going to lose all of its foliage. And of course, the Ooh. the headlines hit the Facebook before we know the facts because that's the way the media works these days. Is the headline hits first before the facts? I hate that. Um, so the headline hits, and of course everybody jumps on because I've got a lot of Auburn fans on my Facebook. That's I grew up in Auburn country, and everybody jumps on. It's either LSU or Alabama. Everybody, everybody, and you know how Auburn has this like this uh, us against the world mentality. Yes. Whoa, is made me. up. You know, can't handle an Auburn win. I see. Can't have a, ha- handle Auburn success. Got to hit us while we're up. Knock us down and all this stuff. It comes out, it was just one of a, a really drunk Auburn fan that made a mistake. From Germany. <laughs> from Germany. And yeah, then it came across as a guy from Germany to go, well, clearly it's not one of ours. It was one of theirs. And it just made my heart so happy to see that it was a self-proclaimed Auburn fan. All right, I know you don't want me to mention it, but it just... It's I, just the dumbest. I just hate those trees so much. <laughs> I hate that. I think it's the dumbest tradition in college football, other than Texas A&M fans putting their arms around each other, and swaying back and forth. I'll never understand that. Anyway. Although it was pretty cool when I lived in the, the year can, 2000. We okay. Can we, can we talk about the actual issue that I want to talk about from this game? Absolutely. That one of the most entertaining people from college football has finally bid his farewell? Goodbye to the Mad Hatter. I'll miss you, babe. I, I loved him. I loved, <sighs> I loved him. him. I know I'm I not supposed sad. to. I felt sad. But you know my feelings towards LSU. I don't hate LSU like everyone else does. 
I respect them too much because they've given me too many good football games. My favorite game of the year, the Alabama-LSU game. I like it when we beat them, and I love it when we play them. Um, yeah. Uh, no, so let me ask we, you. Are we on board with the Les Miles firing? Is yes, this... it sh- he should have been fired last season, and it should have stopped. I wasn't on board last season. Hindsight, it's easy to say it, but if I'm remembering podcasts correctly, I really wasn't. And I'm pretty sure that episode I told you they should have stuck with it. I think what happened last year was they were whispering about it. Somebody caught word that they were whispering about it and flirting with uh, the, the big fish was Jimbo Fisher. That's who they wanted. That was their big fish. Someone got a wind of that. They ran with the headline. Ella, uh, Jimbo Fisher wasn't interested, at least that season. And then they quickly had to play mop-up duty. This season completely justified in my mind. Dick Saban didn't think so, but... I, I just, I think he should have been fired after last season, and that should have been it. It's, they came in, I, you remember how close I was to put it, I mean, back and forth putting him in the playoff. I was so close. This is the, this is the problem with athletic departments, if you listen to the fans too much. What? Because that firing situation last season, the athletic department in Baton Rouge listened to their fan base too much in regards to firing less miles. Well, now your team's not going to make a, the playoffs. They're lucky to make like the Music City Bowl. Oh, they're competing. They're at this point they are competing to make the make a bowl. They still got. I mean, they still got all the SEC West teams left on the schedule. Not yeah. named Auburn. That's not easy. They lost to one of the gimme. I mean, I hate to put Auburn on a gimme level, but they've been bad this year. They've been terrible. John Franklin um, the third running out of bounds during the Texas A&M game is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. That was hilarious. But let me ask was, you. Coming into the season, that was the gimme on there. Let me ask you. Your favorite Les Miles story, moment, anything. Uh, do you have one? Because I'm going to think of one while you're saying Yes. That. Mine is after they lost. I think they lost to Alabama. I think it was after an Alabama loss. And uh, he walks into the press conference room and someone asks him a question about disappointment. And he said something along the lines of like, disappointment. There's no disappointment here. I think everyone in this school and everyone in Baton Rouge should be proud of these young men. And if 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 you're if you are someone who, who who sees one of these players on campus, you should just walk up to him and kiss him on the mouth. If you're a girl. Oh, that's the one I was just popping in my mind. Yes, and that is that is the greatest quote I've ever. That was, uh, heard. They beat Ole Miss that game until like three yeah. years, four years ago. Yeah. Was that the? Was that it? I thought they had lost though. No, I'm, I'm. I thought it was after no, a I'm, loss. I'm, I'm I don't know. Up less miles moments. Oh, that one so was fantastic, though. That was great. Obviously, eating the grass at Bryant Denny was classic. Even though we're a little biased against it, that was hilarious. Um, I, I, there's so many. I, there's just I like so the, many. His famous clip of um, uh, they're about to. It was when LSU was was. Good, like 2007, 2008, and this was when a Michigan job was opening up. And and they instead of asking him about like the SEC championship or the national championship, they asked him about the Michigan job. Made Miles mad, and he ended his press conference very briefly with, "Thank you very much. Have a great day." <laughs> and he just walked off. See, I'm gonna miss him. I'm gonna miss his, him. I, his I, downfall was what we what we talk about other coaches so much for. He could not, he could not bring his team into the uh, 21st century. Yeah, his, there's, his there's no adaptation. I mean, you got to think back to 2013, my senior year, 2013-14 season. They had Zach Mettenberger, who's an NFL quarterback. OBJ. Um, Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, Jeremy Hill. Those are their offensive starters. Not to mention they had a good offensive line at the time. That team lost nine or – or not, sorry, didn't lose nine games. That team lost three or four games. That team was very should have been very close to as good as Alabama was that year. The next year, I went to Baton Rouge to watch Leonard Fournette's freshman, his first game against Alabama ever when they almost beat us. And it's, to this day, other than the national championships I've been to, that's my favorite Alabama game of all time. That was a great game. I feel like the last three seasons, Alabama, including this one, so this one in the last two years, Alabama has just been... Head and shoulders better than LSU. Yes. 
And um, I, I think, I even think that they, they almost beat us two years ago. I felt like we were a much better team. I agree. And that's the thing, you know. Yes, I, I read it perfectly because a lot of people are claiming that Auburn processed them. No, losing, losing to Alabama five times in a row, uh, losing to Ole Misses, losing to Mississippi State, losing all these games that LSU should be winning, um, put his. Put him on the edge of the cliff. Losing to Auburn pushed him off. Yeah. Uh, you know? Okay. Let's move on. Let's move on. Farewell, I'm Matt Hatter. Him. I'm gonna. Me- I'm gonna miss him. I'm gonna miss him too. Uh, Stanford, UCLA. Stanford not showing me a whole lot. I know you're really pulling for him. McCaffrey not really showing me a ton of Heisman footage so far. Um, yeah. His, he didn't early last year either, but his big play this season has been. Yeah, I mean it was called back for holding. So he had over a, he had 150 yards ish, near 200. But and that's fine. You know, but we, he's we not blowing me out of the water like Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Then hey, again, I September thought you're We don't talk Heisman yet. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But what else are we supposed to talk about at Stanford? Name another one of their players. Ty Montgomery. No, uh, they're Burns. Their quarterback Burns. Na- okay, that's one. They got a good defense. You know, let's not talk. Let's not make Stanford into a bad team real quick. I'm not making him into a bad team. I'm just saying the reason I brought up McCaffrey is the fact that that is the name you associate with that team. Yeah, that's that's them. That's them. Um, um I, I it's going to be interesting to see them next week against Washington. That's where we're really going to get a barometer on both of those teams. Arkansas and Texas A&M. Texas A&M pulling away. Um, Trevor Knight really played a will of a game. Um, and their running back because it Travion Williams is that his name? Yes, yes. He's they, good. He's a true freshman. They have a an extremely talented receiving core. Oh, um, they're, they're, I'm, I think they're the best in the nation. The I think the top core. three guys go toe to toe with anyone. Okay, not best team in the nation. No, 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 no. Sorry, okay. the receiving core. Got you, got you. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that for sure. Um. Defense is still an interesting topic for them, in my opinion. Sometimes they look like they're really on top of the ball. Uh, sometimes it looks like they're a little lost. Um, I don't know if that's just sort of working out some kinks here and there like I think it is, or if it's a bigger problem that's going to come, uh, like throwing uh, throwing your defense in the nickel when you're playing Derrick Henry. Um, something like that. That might be their demise. But they've got a tough, I mean, Tennessee, Texas A&M, and Alabama, all three play, you know, it's it's like a little weird love triangle, love-hate triangle that they play three weeks <laughs> in a row. And whichever team comes out on top of that, I think, is your SEC champion. And we thought LSU would be a part of this. Uh, well, here's, and I, I just kind of ripped Oregon for being a stereotype. A&M for a long time, especially post-Manziel, but even kind of during Manziel, was a stereotype. Good offenses, abysmal defenses, and you just kind of came to expect that even though they did have Miles Garrett, the defense was bad. I think their defense is good. I was impressed with what they kept doing to Arkansas on the goal line. They were they were good. They're fast. They're smart. They're well coached. Right. I don't remember who they got in there to coach their defense. I'm forgetting his name right now, but he's their skill positions are so good. Trevor Knight is a is a serviceable quarterback that I think through the course of the season can turn into a good quarterback. Right. I'm not putting him in the good category yet, but I think by November he could be there. Um, I just, I, I, how many times have we seen a Texas A&M team do so well and show us so much till that's about what I right was, that's, now? That's what I was going to compare it to. They have early on been good teams and fallen apart. The difference is this year I'm not feeling the misleading Kenny Hill kind of games and the defense is still getting up any, a lot of yards. I think the difference this season is the defense. I still think they end up losing three games on left on their schedule, but my oh my, I think they're a team to watch out for. Also, sure. Austin Allen at Arkansas is a good quarterback. Great quarterback. Great quarterback. Good to see him because I always like Brandon Allen, so it's good to see his, his little bro doing well. They're, they both have had very, very good careers uh, at Arkansas. I'm, I'm interested to see how Arkansas sort of develops from here on out the rest of the season. Uh, whether this kind of makes or breaks them. Because um, I think this could be a big season for Arkansas if they're up to the challenge. So just kind of final thoughts from uh, week four in college football, Patrick. What did you learn? Uh, I learned that uh, – I think I kind of already mentioned it. I think I learned that 
there could be a lot of head coaching vacancies this season. I think there could be a lot of high-profile jobs and not a lot of high-profile names out there to fill it. I mean, you think Tom Herman, people whisper Jimbo Fisher, I don't think he's interested. Lane Kiffin's like third or fourth on that list. And I yeah. hate to say it, but that's not a strong list if Lane Kiffin's still in your top five. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. I that's. You hate Lane Kiffin more than anyone. Trust me, I know, but... <laughs> If I'm looking Did at... Did you see Kiffin's Crimson Corner by Antosh this week, by the way? No, God. It's, it was pretty funny. I'm just I'm just thinking from a an objective standpoint, looking at coaches' stock, looking at coordinators who have been very successful the past few years. Name a guy that's been more... Name a coordinator that's been more successful than Lane Kiffin. That's true. That's true. And... I just, oof. It's hard to do. I learned from week four, I learned that uh, the Big Ten and the SEC are about to have colossal implosions um, where hopefully, hopefully teams from those conferences make it into the playoffs. But I think I'm sort of seeing like a doomsday scenario for an Ohio State or a Michigan where they get through all their really tough games and then lose to someone like Penn State or Purdue or Pitt or somebody like that, and then it just sort of implodes. I see the same thing happening in the ACC. I could see it happening to Tennessee, Alabama, Texas A&M. You know, they get, like I said, whichever team gets out of that triangle should be the SEC champion. Are you calling a Kentucky upset this weekend? No, God, no. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I, I, think... I actually didn't learn this this week. I think I learned two weeks ago that it... The SEC is not the best conference this season. You think it's, the Big Ten is? I think the Big Ten is this year. I'd agree with that. As much as that pains me to say, I'd agree yeah, with cause that. Yeah, because we've, we've all, you know, we've loved the feather in our hat of being Alabama fans that the SEC is the best conference. It's fun to have, but I don't think it's true this season. No, I don't And I'll I take the either. feather out of my hat and, you know, call me macaroni. I don't care. No, I, I think I think you're I think you're absolutely right about that. Um, call a spade a spade. But again, it is September. We've got time. Still early. Yeah, that's true. September, a lot of holes man. of golf right, left. So tomorrow, officially, sorry, Saturday is officially October. But uh, so week five will start on October first. Other than the couple games that have started. So, so three top ten matchups: Stanford at Washington. We talked about a little bit. I think the winner of that game really kind of sets the tone for the rest of their season. Uh, I think that's a really, really important game for both teams. Obviously, to kind of prove to the rest of the nation how serious they are. I think if you see a dominating win from either of those teams, you could see them vault up into the top five. I'm with you there. Uh, I'm you picking, put North I'm, Carolina I'm and Florida Stanford. State in here. You Why? Pick you didn't pick your winner. Uh, I'm going to take Stanford. I am too. I actually uh, think this is Stanford's coming out party. Why are, why are we talking about North Carolina and Florida State? Because I'm going to be there. At oh. least give me the credit of picking the game I'm going to. Well, then go for it. Hey, I'm taking – you know, I, I'm of the thinking that every game has, has a takeaway and a ramification. I know you like to cherry pick ones that you only find interesting, but – You're right. Um <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I won't deny that. I, I'm so tired of talking about teams that are losers. But go ahead. You can Okay, sorry. But I've seen the last two seasons very personally watch a team lose an early game in an embarrassing fashion, five turnovers, whatever you want to call it, and then very quietly in the back burner wait for other teams to lose. That ACC is going to eat each other up, and it's going to be you interesting think, to You watch think that ACC? I was just talking about implosions. You think that ACC is another implosion? There, that that is the one I'm looking at as an implosion. You got Louisville that's still got to play Clemson this weekend, and they still got to play Houston and some other tough teams on that schedule. Clemson's still got to play FSU. Clemson's still got some tough games on that schedule. And yet, it's you're not, still not talking about North Carolina, Florida State. FSU wins, and I'm just going to go to that game. So uh, I, I, put I, I didn't know you were going, or else I would have said, "Why are we I talking will, about this?" I, I apologize. I will be there. Have have safe travels. Uh, I, hang out with Peter Tom Willis, by the way. I'm taking nice. I'm taking Florida State big, uh, but they did lose by what fifty. It was bad. It was it was sixty three no, twenty. No, stop it. Stop letting them off the hook. It was I'm terrible. Not let them off the hook. It was not bad. It was terrible. Tennessee at Georgia. Tennessee big. Big. I think it would be hilarious if Georgia won, but yeah, I think Tennessee's going to win. I think they've got a lot of momentum. Uh, I don't care about Sanford Stadium. I don't care about Georgia's home field. They're just a bad team. They are. They are. Wisconsin and Michigan is the big one this week. 
in my opinion. I, I know that I know that everybody's looking at Louisville Clemson. I actually don't think that game's gonna be that close. I think the Wisconsin Michigan game's gonna be a little bit closer. I'm glad you said that, because I was gonna say the same thing. Yeah. Um Oh, I'm gonna have to disagree with you again at some point before we're done. You will. Um I, I think that uh I, I've got to take Michigan at the big house, but I I, I, I don't know that that game just kind of puts knots in my stomach. So I'm 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 glad that I'm not a gambler, um, because want... that game would be tough. <laughs> the, on the uh, the Reddit thread, uh, every week they do a trash talk thread where everybody types in all caps, and my favorite one I saw was a Michigan fan saying to a Wisconsin fan, <laughs> all caps, your mascot looks like a skunk in a bag of popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> and I oh, just started good. laughing. Like, oh, I just did, good. out loud. I, I'm taking Michigan. Uh, you know, I just, I feel like they're a complete team. I feel like Jabril Peppers is a top three player in the country so far this season. And um, he's awesome. He's really good. And uh, I think Michigan's going to win by about 17 to 20 points. Okay. It's at home. It's at the big house. And that's a tough place to win. I'll take it. I'll, I'll take Michigan by six. I like your style. I like your style. Uh, Oklahoma TCU, another interesting one. Um, Again, talking about the losers. Go ahead. I don't think Oklahoma's as bad as people are saying they are. They played two top five teams in the country, and, you know, they lost. They're not a top five team. I still think they're going to beat TCU. We don't. Once you lose, you're not worth. It's not like you're not worthy of being talked about anymore. No, but we could. I just. I. I don't know. There's just so many more better games. Is this games. a national podcast or is it not a national podcast? It is Damn a it. national podcast, and we need to be talking about the top teams in the nation, not freaking unranked Oklahoma versus 21 TCU or Missouri at LSU. I think we can talk about all teams, genuinely. Ugh. I don't know. I don't know. I'm a fan. I'm I would, a fan I would much rather spend five minutes apiece talking about the top three, top ten matchups that we've got. Than having to split our time. Well, why don't among... we? Why are we flying through them? Because it is one thirty-four in the morning, and I need to go to bed. All righty, all righty. Missouri LSU is still an interesting matchup because we're fans of the SEC. LSU. Ooh, I'll go LSU too. But, but that's going to be a dumpster fire. I mean, I that's going to be a brutal game to watch. Missouri I... quietly has a, a, an okay offense this season too. Very quiet. Shh, quiet as a mouse. Shh, you're spoiling. You're spoiling Missouri's SEC East hopes again. Oh, sorry. <laughs> they I, do I this hate, every year. Just don't I, talk about them. It's like I throwing a perfect game. Them. I hate to jinx them. Missouri's trying to throw a perfect game, and you're over there talking about them in the bullpen. All right. <laughs> Is it okay with you if we move on from Missouri LSU, or do you want to talk about them for another ten minutes? I spend very little time on all these smaller games. <laughs> you can read them on the docket. Some of them have ten things to talk about. Some of them have two. Uh, Louisville oh, Clemson. This, this is, is I don't. This is a game know. that I feel like on paper looks like it's going to be really close. I'm hoping Clemson proves me wrong and comes out and plays a great game. But Louisville is a buzzsaw right now. They're playing with a lot of moxie, and you know how much I love moxie. But then again, nobody has more. Well, I'm not going to say nobody. But Louisville has never had as much moxie as Death Valley has every game. Right. That is a, not an easy place to win. I yeah. Uh, I just think Clemson's gonna Clemson this one. Hard. I like. I see them up by like fourteen going into the fourth quarter and losing by ten. Okay, so we are disagreeing again. I'm gonna go Clemson forty-two, Louisville thirty-five, thirty-eight. Wow. So I th- just I feel like what's been undersold in this game is Deshaun Watson. He op- he started. How has he been with- undersold? There's nobody. Nobody's talking about him. It's because he's been underwhelming. Yeah, but everything's not always set in stone, and I just see a big game out of him. He had a big game last week. Hey, look, I would love to see it, but I'm just going by the numbers this season. And when was the last time you heard something positive about him? I, hey, he's an amazing player. He's and he's great. bound to catch fire at some point. And Absolutely. I, he's a gamer, and I think this is where he brings his A game. The lights are under him, and everyone's watching. I watched, That's when he plays his best. I watched that Clemson, uh, that Clemson team really struggle, especially that defense, for two weeks, especially in their opener. I just feel like it's – Against teams, Auburn, Brick. There's, there's Auburn. teams when the, when the – 
well, Auburn, yeah, that you know, week one. I, I get rid of that. When when the lights are on and the t- people are watching you, and you know people are watching you, I feel like there's certain players that show up. Though. And I could be wrong. You could throw four interceptions Saturday. But I think this is his coming out game. This is the one where he puts a stamp back on the Heisman discussion. He goes, hey, we're all forgetting about me. And I think he, I think he shows what he can do this week. Right, it's a huge game. It's a huge game. I wish I could watch college football all day Saturday. I cannot, but... I'm sure I'll be getting score updates and everything. Um, Any other teams you think are on upset alert that we haven't mentioned? If you have like the list of games in front of you? Not, no, not really, not really. Um, a lot of people were saying that Houston maybe tonight was going to be against UConn again. Yeah, that didn't happen. That didn't even come close to happening. Tom Herman's absolutely absolutely wiping the floor with teams left and right. Um, so you know, I, I think that it's. Uh, I, I think that that's, that's something we're going to have to talk about soon, is how serious is this Houston team. They've still got to play Louisville. My only one is Texas. They're playing on the road at Oklahoma State, and I just feel like that's a, that's a game that they could they could potentially Is that really an upset? Uh, only because Texas is higher ranked and Oklahoma State has more losses so far. Yeah, I put them about the same tier. Um... Okay, so this is the last week, uh, actually week one. I feel like after this week, and I, I wrote this down, is that I feel like this is the last week where we start, we stop treating the football season like it's new. I feel yes. like we've, we're going to be moving into mid-season form. Teams have taken shape. We know what teams are, we know what they can be, and they know what they should be. Yes. You know, And so I feel like that's where we can start kind of talking playoffs, kind of talking Heisman. We'll go full throttle going into November. But that next week's the first week I feel comfortable calling teams what they are and stop going, well, it's week one. Well, their defense is still trying to get their footing. After five weeks, you should be literally in midseason form because it is midseason. You know? Yeah. Almost half your games are done. That's the last thing I had to say. You got a sound off this week? Let me think. You you go first. You go first. I got to think of a good one. All right. Well, this came because today I was sitting at work and I was watching. Um, just sometimes I get bored. I watch highlights of certain players. I just type in players that I remember and click highlights and watch them. And I started with Randy Moss, and then I went to Deion Sanders. Those two players back to back were very fun to watch, and there was a reason. I was like, what? What is so? Other than they're insanely talented, there's just something else there that I was like, what? Where is this? Where's this feeling? And it's, you, the, you know, Deion Sanders would get a pick, and the last 20 yards in the end zone, he'd spend high-stepping. Randy Moss would high-step during his fly route. I mean, you know, two of the most talented players to ever be in the league, and they'd show it when they scored, and it was fun. They would dance, they would do something, they would jump, they would high-five, they would do something with the fans. And I missed that. I, I that was a, I I just it's when it clicked to me that that was part of football for me as a kid. They didn't do it in college because they're not professionals yet. Now you're a professional. When you're good, you can show it. I am so. They call it the no fun league for a reason, and it's because Roger Goodell has come in and hit us with all this unsportsmanlike, dude. I'm sorry, but as a kid, I was not made into a worse person because I saw Randy Moss. You know, dance after a touchdown. No, it made it fun. It made it exciting. And the NFL is, while they're du- while they're dumbing down the rules for more scoring, they're taking away the fun of scoring. So we're losing the fun of watching a good defensive performance because they can't hit, and we're losing the fun of watching a good offensive performance because they can't celebrate. Have you seen the key and key, key and peel skit? Where <laughs> like, um, you know, the, the whichever one was playing the football player, he kept scoring. And they were making up this rule that you can't do three pelvic thrusts after a touchdown. Yeah. So he kept doing one, two, and then the ref would sit there and watch for the third. He'd do the third and throw the flag. It's, it it's is over the top. And I think that sketch is a really, really good example of that. Like, who cares? Like, honestly, who cares? Who and it, cares? Did get, it did get a little outrageous. Pulling out yes, a... if, if, if he's if he's doing something crude, yes. No, him. Patrick, pulling out a cell phone... And making a call after you score a touchdown is ridiculous. A little. A little, yes. Pouring popcorn all over your face is ridiculous. But, who is it hurting? It's, this uh, is the, pro- the professional football league. Who right. is it really harming? 
yes, it's over the top, and sure, you know, Chad Johnson and Terrell Owens maybe took it a little too far, but to just wipe it all out, wipe out high-stepping, call it taunting, a high-step, dude, cover me if you don't want me to high-step, you know, it's a, I want I want that back. I enjoyed watching it as a kid. Plus, you know, they'd play Madden, they'd dance after a Madden touchdown. And then we you, it gives us two people to root for. And we'd love Tim Brown because he just give the ball you back. You know me because I don't watch the NFL and in college you've never been able to do any of that. So my perspective of this is I I don't know. I there's two schools of thought here. There's your school of thought if you don't want me to dance at the end zone then cover me. There's the other school of thought which is the one that I sort of practice and enjoy which is if you score enough it shouldn't be that big of a deal when you score a touchdown yeah i mean there's the whole act like you've been there but to penalize a guy who was roger goodell to decide i don't like this they don't can't even do it. we're not even getting into roger goodell right now no there is not enough hours in the day joke. for me to go off on he's roger an absolute goodell. joke yeah yeah uh my sound off is the disappointment the utter disappointment and lack of energy i saw from the United States World Cup hockey team this year. Unenthused play, Uh-oh. sloppy passing, a disgusting performance from your first line, awful performance from Jonathan Quick between the pipes. Hockey season's warming up, Brick. I've got my Predators pants on and I'm ready to party. Hey, Preds all the way this year, baby. Preds all the way this year, man. All the way. So yeah, just disappointment in U.S. hockey. Saki. I have got to get to bed. U.S. hockey. Good lord. All right. Well, let me do let me do the goodbyes today. Uh, you've listened to Pat's Interference, another wonderful episode. If you don't Great mind episode. saying so myself, Great you episode. can find us on Twitter, pi underscore podcast, on Facebook, Pat's Interference. That's with a, with an apostrophe s for those of you that don't know your uh, apostrophes and commas and all that. Uh, we're on iTunes. We're on Google Play. You're on Stitcher. We're on uh, Pocket Casts. And you got anything fun for us? Uh, yeah, actually, if you take a a sheet of paper and, and you write my address on it you fold it up into a paper airplane throw it wherever you are i will find it and i will throw the transcript of the newest pat's interference episode into your window that is such that is such a strange thing to try to live up to but i love it uh and then of course the last and not not a lot not definitely not least patsinterference.com my personal favorite looks, because looks that's the beautiful. quickest place to learn about us find our videos find our pictures and of course our podcast starts instantly playing courtesy of SoundCloud courtesy of SoundCloud Brick this is so much fun man uh, fans we couldn't do it out without you we've always wanted to do this always, always wanted that, to do this but I took this. your line always wanted to do this we, we love we love doing this Brick's my best friend in the whole world whole world best friend in the whole world whole world we're so glad that we're doing this and we, we thank y'all for listening we will talk to you next week Roll Tide, everybody. Roll Tide.